everyone, it's James Lindsay. You're listening to New Discourses Bullets, where I give a bullet point summary of one topic relevant to woke Marxism that we all need to understand so we can defeat it. And we have to get right into something ugly today. It seems like a very basic question. It seems like it's probably pretty easy to answer, but there's more to it than that. And that is the question, is critical race theory anti-white? And now this is a really, really big topic of conversation. The political right, as we often identify it, has accepted that CRT is inherently anti-white, and that's the best way to understand it. But that's not quite right. And so the point of this uh, episode of the podcast is to help add some clarity to this issue. So the question is, is critical race theory anti-white? And the correct answer is no, but yes, but that's not the right way to think about it. And so the the main answer is no, that's not technically what it is, but now we know we're playing that technically game. But on the other hand, in practice, that's how it manifests, and in the literature, that actually can't be avoided. But that doesn't mean that that's the right way to think about CRT. I talked about this at some length in uh, Race Marxism. So those of you who have read Race Marxism will have some sense of this. Uh, But I want to start today by saying that the first thing you really want to understand about critical race theory, whether it's anti-anything or not, we can get into the Race Marxism side in a second, is that it's intrinsically a grifter ideology. It's very, very grifty and arranged for grifterness. I don't know if that's grifting. If you go read critical race theory, the key writings that form the movement, for example, which is what the Maoists who created critical race theory jokingly or quaintly refer to as the big red book, because it's a big giant red book of all of the key papers and chapters from books that formed the movement of critical race theory. The idea of affirmative action is mentioned not dozens, but hundreds of times. The whole point of critical race theory in practical sense is to to enable and to maintain and to expand uh, that grift, the affirmative action grift. So it is a grifter ideology that plays out in practice. We all know that BLM is predicated heavily off of uh, critical race theory and that BLM should stand for buying large mansions. We know that this was a huge act of charitable fraud. The entire program was 80, 90 million, what is it, 80 something million dollars just completely fraudulently misused. It's a grifter ideology. It sets up the ability for race grifters to come in and tell your people that you're racist and create a cycle of struggle sessions and abuse and having to do it again and again and again, or else they'll trigger some kind of civil rights lawsuit against you. It's a it's an extortion racket. So it's, it's the ideology of a racket. There are other counterexamples that are really obvious to is critical race theory best understood as being anti-white? The kind of poster case for that is Larry Elder. You may realize that Larry Elder is a black man. He's actually from East L.A., if I've got that right. And uh, Larry Elder made the mistake as a black man of running for governor of California while black, at which point the Los Angeles Times heralded him as the blackface of white supremacy. And this is absolutely not an aberration. You see this 
every time you have a conservative or independent-minded or free-thinking black or anybody who's black who questions critical race theory, they get accused of internalized racism, of being a race traitor, of all kinds of racial epithets. And so it's not really about the skin color. It's anti-Larry Elder, who is not white. They called him the black face of white supremacy. So somehow they roped the white in there. But it's anti-Larry Elder. We could do this with Dave Chappelle. We could do this with any number of other black uh, prominent figures who have spoken up and non-prominent figures who have spoken up against it. They summarily get uh, told that they're not as Nicole Hannah-Jones. Did I say that right? Yeah. From the 1619 Project at New York Times Magazine said it. Uh, they're, they're racially black, but they're not politically black. Or as Representative Ayanna Presley had it, they're black faces who don't want to be black voices. So they don't have the authentic blackness necessary, political blackness necessary to count as politically black. But it's anti-them, which isn't being anti-white, by the way. We could also look at the examples of Asians widely outperforming whites now in virtually every socioeconomic measurement that you can possibly take. So what does that get them accused of? Being white adjacent, model minorities, and on and on and on. But in that sense, is it anti-Asian? I know of South Asian, that is Indian uh, immigrants and their children who are classified as white or white adjacent or the wrong kind of diverse. That was a fun one. Um... They aren't white, actually, but it's anti-them. So is critical race theory anti-white? Well, no, it's, it's not. That's not actually what it's doing. But yeah, it is, and it can't get away from it. So, you know, this is a complicated topic. But what it, what it boils down to is that what being a critical Marxist ideology, what critical race theory is against, is the Western hegemony. They're against Western values, and they conflate other things. Well, CRT specifically conflates white race with Western values. Queer theory conflates normalcy with Western values. Postcolonial theory conflates being a, a, a Westerner with Western values. It's a very straightforward program. Often Marxist feminism conflates being male with Western values. Critical Marxism is attacking the Western value system. That's it. That's the, that's the hegemony. So white is a scapegoat for a counter hegemonic force that's trying to fight against the hegemony of Western values. So what is critical race theory? Is it anti-white? Well, kind of by accident or by fact in the boring de facto way, what it is actually is a communist program. The hegemony is not communism. It excludes communism. And so counter-hegemonic means communist. White, or race in general, white becomes a stand-in for, for Western cultural hegemony. And critical race theory is a tool for attacking Western cultural hegemony through the avenue of race by attacking whites. So CRT is actually not specifically anti-white, but anti-whiteness, which is not the same. Whiteness is characterized by Cheryl Harris writing in 1993 in one of those papers that landed in critical race theory, the key writings that formed the movement, the Big Red Book. It is characterized as a form of 
cultural property, including the fundamental right to exclude. In other words, people coded by whites as white have superior status or bourgeois status within society, and the abolition of the form of bourgeois cultural property called whiteness is the stated objective of CRT. So whiteness, what is it? Well, guess what? It's a proxy for those Western hegemonic values. In fact, it's a proxy for individualism and individual liberty, and to some degree, capitalism. It is a proxy variable that is set up to use race as the vector to do a Marxist analysis against Western civilization. Now, there's a big caveat here. If we read in Barbara Applebaum's uh, torturous book on whiteness called Being White, Being Good, from 2010, she spends a lot of time in the book outlining how there is not a lot of difference between being and doing, between ontology and phenomenology where whiteness is concerned. Being white means you have access to whiteness whether you want it or not, whether you try to denounce it or not, whether you try to abolish whiteness or not, whether you try to, to, to let go of it or not, you can't do it. And being white happens to confer doing whiteness by an intrinsic relationship between racial being and racial doing that can't be avoided. So there is in that element, critical race theory, in particular whiteness studies, an element that cannot be described any other way than being explicitly anti-white. But that's, again, in this weird kind of de facto way where they know that what they're doing is actually completely illegitimate, but they have to find ways to justify what they're doing. CRT does have explicitly anti-white elements, but it's not anti-white specifically by design. Um, for example, besides the attacking of uh, my, other races who don't uh, go along with the CRT program, white allies are allowed. Robin D'Angelo had quite the platform. There are a lot of white allies or a lot of white people, in fact, that are pushing CRT harder than anybody else. They're often leaders within the CRT movement, but they are condemned to guilt in perpetuity, as Robin D'Angelo amply demonstrates all the time with her writing and her actions and her speech, because there is an intrinsic inseparableness between being white and doing whiteness, which is a form of uh, cultural property that they have access to. So what is CRT then? When I say it's not anti-white, but yeah, it is anti-white, that's very confusing. What is it? CRT is very explicitly not just anti-whiteness, but explicitly and intentionally at the activist level, white antagonistic. And this is going to bring us back to the conservatives because we understand now that part of their activity, part of their core principles of activism, going back at least to Saul Alinsky, if not before, is that your target's reaction is your real action. So CRT is intentionally, not just in theory, not just in the way they write out their theory, but in practice also, white antagonistic. And I'm not talking about just the consequences that we're going to see down the line, where anywhere CRT gets implemented, you will see racism against white people, which is anti-white activity, happen. Because turns out the world is not the ivory tower. And when you put this crap into the world, you will have explicit anti-whiteness, very much like the most critical race theory imbued state in the world, which is South Africa. Because at the heart, the entire theory is white antagonistic, and that's the best way to think of it, 
but also because that's all it talks about. And when you take that and you take the veneer off of the high-minded ivory tower intellectual academic nonsense and you put it in the hands of everyday people, they're just going to boil it down to some brass tacks. And those brass tacks look like anti-white antagonism. So it turns out that this reaction is your real action is an intrinsic part of CRT. It talks constantly about a white supremacist boogeyman that is the huge problem of society. You can't find it because it's systemic, but wouldn't it help if it were the fact that it were there obviously and explicitly in doing very white supremacist style things? Guess what? Doing white antagonistic identity politics, which is what CRT creates intentionally, will create white identity politics as a reaction. And that's a necessary dialectical component for critical race theory. It has to create the enemy it's claiming to defeat. So it does it in kind of two ways. One way is in your allyship camp. You create good whites. Good whites are white people who are supposed to be allies. They're not living up to it correctly. They're still racist by accepting critical race theory because it allows them to escape accusations of racism, pretend that they're anti-racist when they're not quite doing it because whiteness is uh, intrinsic to their being and their doing. And what you end up doing is creating the mirror image or the the, the dialectical inverse of what, um, say, W.E.B. Du Bois said exists and critical race theory accepts uncritically exists within black people already, which is a double consciousness rooted in CRT, a consciousness in this case of being white and being, being an ally and that being intention and a problem simultaneously and those people get the thumbscrews turned on them all the time by the way now simultaneously what you also create are or in reify is the actual uh white identity politics element the white identitarian the white nationalist the white supremacist and so on you reify the reactive whites and those become fuel for the dialectic every single time one gets pissed and speaks up and says that they're racist or blah 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 or they say something that can be easily construed as racist by a fairly broad audience, now you have more fuel for the CRT fire, more claims that CRT was right all along, and so on. And so it gins up that enemy so that it can defeat it, because CRT is explicitly and intentionally anti-whiteness, and it is a, it not explicitly, but is de facto and in some elements uh, in practice when it gets out of the ivory tower, at least explicitly anti-white, but it is best characterized as white antagonistic, very intentionally, very deliberately, very accurately. It targets whiteness, which is designed to be inextricably tied to being white in order to provoke whites into this dialectical uh, dynamic that they, of course, profit off of benefit from control and so on. So critical race theory, characterizing it as anti-white, is stepping into the trap that critical race theory lays for white people in the first place. It's not wise. Pointing out that it is designed to frame whiteness as a form of cultural property that's actually identical with Western cultural values, individualism, and individual liberty, and the hegemony that those have throughout the West, and that it's attacking those using race as a vector, and is thus intentionally white antagonistic, not just in the fact that it creates this antagonism uh, directly, but also that it uses this antagonism to trigger white identitarian politics on the other side, reifying the logic that everything's identity politics and all truth is local to identity and so on, uh, getting people to accept the logic of intersectionality 
even on the so-called dark side of it. Uh, these are the actual strategies of CRT. So critical race theory is anti-whiteness, which is not quite identical to anti-white, but in practice and in theory, it is explicitly white antagonistic. It is designed to be a dialectical antagonist to what they've considered to be whiteness, which is imbued into the white race. And so it is an antagonizing, irritating, uh, triggering, provoking theory against white people around this proxy concept of whiteness that stands for Western individualism and individual liberty and values. <laughs>